Welcome to your Actives Tech Brief Podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your technology editor. This week, we take a closer look at the upcoming Czech presidency with a very distinguished guest. For an overview on all things digital in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website youractive.com. This is your Actives Tech Brief. Today I'm joined by Ivan Bartos, the Deputy Prime Minister for Digitalization of the Czech Republic. Thank you, Deputy Prime Minister, for joining us. Hello, everybody, and thank you for inviting me. So uh, you're connected directly from Luxembourg, where the Telecom Council uh, took place uh, this morning. You've been discussing some of the main digital files that you will inherit uh, with your uh, rotating presidency. Can you tell us uh, more of what was discussed about the AI Act, how you see this file, and what are your ambitions for uh, progressing with it? Okay, so uh, the egg that you just mentioned, artificial intelligent egg, but uh, even the other ones were the initial files that were discussed this morning. And uh, uh, there is a focus on them historically from the previous presidency, and both of them are on the list of our priorities for upcoming presidency. So uh, we actually thank to France to uh, progress within them and we wanna get it to the level that uh, we've got a general approach during our presidency on uh, both Artificial Intelligence Act and EID, but there are several others that will be also the topics for our future presidency. And uh, we can go in details if you like to, but uh, it may be more uh, of a technical, but for example, for artificial, in- artificial intelligence, and that's important thing, we still don't have the exact definition, right? So we have to distinguish between smart algorithms that are dealing with the uh, life situations and evaluating uh, the data and even behavior during the life situations. For example, when you experience some e-government uh, technology or solution and the artificial intelligence itself is a technology that's got capacity of, you know, exploring and learning uh, new context of the of the systems and stuff. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge for us for sure. The other governments uh, today raised a few uh, critical points on this file, uh, not only definition but also uh, the category of high risk AI, uh, the part on innovation, on governance, on uh, the relation with uh, other legal acts at the EU level. Um, do you, can you anticipate uh, what direction uh, you you want to take for these uh, key issues? Uh, I, I even discussed that with my other colleagues, right? So for the classification of the systems, and it's from the very beginning, the question is, uh, for historical uh, files that were already closed on the EU level, DSA, DMA, right? We were kind of looking backward to what already happened in the world of the internet. You know, how the global players were uh, were uh, evolving through the decade, right? How the data was stored, shared. But with the artificial intelligence, we are, let's say, 5 to 12, because the technology is evolving pretty fast. And we want to put the measures, legal framework, that would say, this is okay, this is progress. That's something that, you know, 
bring us to the future, will help to the people. And those kind of implementations, and we can look to, let's say, you know, non-democratic countries, China and the others, this is the way how the technology could be abused by the government or by uh, uh, by private bodies. And we want to set up framework that would uh, be useful for the future development inventions and the progress that's behind us, right? Uh, and and on the same place, protect privacy, you know, and define the male or batch use of the technology. So setting up the classification of, let's say, innocent implementation of AI of the small companies to dealing with some particular matter, which could be even difficult to calculate, but, you know, something that just you feel safe that it's used to, let's say, high risky implementations. And we have to say in this particular buckle, you know, those kind of applications would be completely uh, not for use at all, you know, uh, and then we see the social scoring algorithms and things that are in non-democratic countries already in place. But those are safe to use. And we introduce also that uh, regulatory toolbox when you can actually test your invention, your AI, if you are a private body or you develop some new technology, if it fits to that specific implementation. So this classification is really important. And uh, I discussed that with my colleagues. We have to find the uh, correct level and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the specification for each of them. Uh, there was one question raised this morning. If the classification is not too, uh, let's say, uh, few in numbers, because there could be different uh, layers and different levels. So maybe there could be more classes, but uh, I believe we could find that uh, future, you know, agreement on we put them system. This is a specification of the high risky AI implementation. And we found out the common understanding of 27 in the future. So this was one of the things that's still on the table. And our goal is to achieve the general approach in that specific area. A thing that uh, is usually of high priority for member states is the governance. And in the European Parliament, there has been a proposal by the uh, leading MEPs to have a mechanism similar to the DSA, where for cross-border cases, you would have the Commission or at least they would be treated at the EU level. Do you envisage uh, this sort of uh, arrangement for the AI Act? Uh, is that something that you you would like to see at the council uh, in the council position as well uh, i believe and uh, that now i will talk for myself right uh, each process needs specific level of governance but it could be uh, political oriented it could be implementation right it could be even uh, decision making process you know that could uh, take a place on a different level and it always matters how skilled you are. So if you are talking uh, about the digital technologies, that requires other people who are responsible for the decision, high level of expertise, right? We are here on the council where there are ministers responsible either for the uh, trade and industry, but basically people who are in IT and digital pretty deep, right? So... When you are in uh, the presidency, you are trying to find that compromise, which is a, somehow 
considered you a level of a governance. So uh, it always depends on the on the particular matter, right? If there would be a project and it's on the place as well, we are talking about the European institution communication and the platforms that would be used in common maybe between the member states and European institutions in future, obviously you would talk about the EU governance of that specific project of the technology of the platforms. But in matter of fact, when we are talking about the legislation process, which finally defines the national implementation technologies and the software, it's more of a different case, right? So uh, I would uh, believe that the approach that's current on place, finding the common understanding, you know, working on the national pilots, provide the regulatory sandboxes that you can actually, you know, test your future implementation of a national state and then cooperate together is, from my point of view, much a better approach. But uh, to the initial question, yeah, each process needs to have a governance, right? Uh, which should be well-balanced. And uh, we always, you know, we offer the framework that you will fit in. Uh, level of centralization, maybe, but centralization is not really the governance, right? But uh, it's still up for discussion, you know, what could be, what could be resolved on the central level, uh, which is, a, you know, the definition of a European legislation finally is decided by, by the bodies that are responsible for that. But there are specific areas when you, for its, its origin, uh, stick to the national level. When we got to the internet border protection, right, in the, in the cyber, cyber threats uh, of the world, you know, you want to cooperate, you want to share the definition of attacks, right? But in the matter of fact, when it gets to the cybersecurity, it's always responsibility of a state, of its institution, of its legislation, of its whatever the state has under the cybersecurity legislation implemented as a body who does that. So it usually... Uh, varies from the topics. When you uh, attach the question to AI, my suggestion is there is no need to go to that, let's say, uh, higher level of uh, governance considering you know, the technology itself. But at the process, it, that's what we do. We discuss it, we find a common ground, and then we, then we try to uh, find the understanding between the Commission, between individual states and European Parliament. And from the short term, I'm I'm in charge in Czech Republic. It's just five months, right? Uh, I would say the process is governed pretty good, but that's my opinion. On that. uh, moving on to the Data Act, uh, one of the concerns that was uh, uh, raised during today's debate, but it was also raised by several um, private actors as well, is on the uh, access uh, for governments of privately held data, so B2G. Um, the, here, uh, the concern is that these uh, provisions might be too broad and they could be abused. Uh, what is your view on this matter and how, how do you think uh, the text should move? There are very few complaints about the data, as far as I can say, right? Uh, first of it, and I get to your question, so please uh, give me a second. First of it, it's, I feel about the data file that it's not the it's not balanced though in the matter of you address several topics and you should always uh, let's say peel it like onion right 
that you do the general thing and then you, in the different chapters, go to the detailed level. And the first thing, when, when I got to introduce the file, or when, when I got to introduce the file, I see it's not balanced because some of them chapters are just massive and dealing with so many things and the other ones, and the other ones are just like touching the topic. So that's one thing. Then, uh, of course, and it's always uh, a question, uh, where is the line between this is a data that you provide with an agreement and with a contract to the private sector and you know, under the specific circumstances and conditions. And those are the data that you, uh, the government has about you. And uh, uh, there could be a data exchange on a specific cases. And then we have to define what's, uh, what's acceptable and what's needed. So we try to find the balance. I'll give you some short example. And why is that important? Uh, we all believe in the liberal democracy or whatever conservative democracy if you if you depict the, the adjective right but uh, are we always sure if we take a legislation that is you know for 27 countries of the European Union right that the, the development of the states with the crisis you know with the often raised of the populist, you know, and parties who are not that much in democracy or, let's say, respecting oppositions and rights. So we have to really measure that, right? It's got to be common, understood, specified when you can request the data. And we dealt in that with that in a history as well when we, uh, when we started to work with the operator data, right? And uh, how the location data is stored. And there were initial requests. We have to store the location data of the BTS for the cell phone. And the European Union itself reviewed that historically and said, you know, no one should store with no specific reason the data for longer time than, and please, individual state, adjust your legislation uh, in, in according to what we, what we found or what, how we change uh, the view on that. And we have to understand that a lot of papers and a lot of files are addressing, and I'm happy for that, that it's a customer or citizen-centric approach respecting the user privacy and the user data. And then, uh, uh, and then you also try to balance that with the data flows and the data used for specific purposes, aggregated, you know, uh, anonymous data to do analysis and to do research. So that's why that file is difficult because, again, you are trying to balance that and, of course, define the relation between business sector and government sector, especially on B2G data sharing. Uh, lots of interesting elements there, but I'm conscious of your time, so uh, we'll have to move on to the next topic. Um, Telecom operators have uh, recently put back on the table uh, discussion about uh, fair, what they call a fair contribution for network costs. Uh, and the Commission has recently said, announced that uh, they will be uh, presenting a proposal on this by the end of the year. What is your position uh, on this matter? If I uh, frankly, at this moment, uh, neutral, because uh, I acknowledge the concern of the 
telecom operators the request that they actually made the proposal, but the ball is at commission court uh, to assess if the new proposal is needed. So even from the position as a, a future presidential country of a council and uh, as well as there is no proposal coming from the commission yet, uh, I'll be wait. I, I'll be waiting for that because there there are steps to be taken, and as I said, Commission reacted to that, and they they are preparing the analytical analytical background. So I appreciate that, and we'll wait. What would be the proposal, if any, from the Commission? You know, and if uh, if it's necessary to assess all the uh, implications, because we need a, we need a impact assessment as well. So it's too early to actually discuss that. Uh, I could talk a, as a user, but it's not relevant. And even though from my position, my user experience and user thought uh, would be nowadays presented that this is what the Czech Republic's position is. So the position is not defined. We are waiting for a commission and then we could comment once the paper, if the paper is on the table. You will be inherit also the e-privacy regulation, which has been stuck uh, for several years by now, I personally have lost count of the presidencies that have dealt with this file. It's a four years, I believe. It's, it started 2017. Yeah, so that will yeah, be yeah. five now. Uh, do you think you will be the presidency that finally manages to close this file? You know, that position of European Parliament and Council uh, are far, far apart, right? And it's always like we have to be open-minded, you know, and try to uh, trying to find a uh, progress on that. So we'll try to bring it as far as possible. But of now, I'm not setting ourselves uh, a specific target in that in that agenda. Uh, I discuss what are the priorities are, and we will see. Uh, it's difficult, okay. It's important. But it's hard to say right now if there would be any significant progress uh, to, let's say, the milestones, you know, that you need uh, for the specific legislation to to passing through the process. So I already, or it was announced, and I already agreed to that, what are the goals for a general approach um, for them to file us on the very beginning. But it's hard to say what we what we're going to achieve the, with the e-privacy regulation. Um, there is always a progress report, right, that you can build on things are, that are already resolved. There is not chapter two, which has a things that, you know, we will try to, to seek a solution to them. But I cannot estimate. And uh, uh, even for me, from how far and deep I am in them, Phyllis, and you are, you have to know the position of the states, right, when you are, uh, you are in charge and taking the presidency role. Uh, uh, I wouldn't even guess uh, how far we get with that. Ivan Bartos is the Czech Deputy Prime Minister for Digitalization. Thank you, Deputy Prime Minister, and I wish you best of luck for your presidency. Thank you very much, and thank you for invitation, and a nice day to all of the listeners. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Tech Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on all tech affairs in Europe and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, publish on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. I'm Yorluka Bertuzzi, and thank you for listening.